Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You know, I got to give it to Greeny. Michelle, we don't point this out, but he has Beyonce as his like hype song coming into his radio show every day. I got to give it to Greeny. It's pretty respect. cool. I respect well, the choice. Few slow claps for Greeny for, for, the, for the females out there. I like it. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel, and of course on your smart speakers as well. Shay Cornette, Michelle Smallman here with you for the next hour. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, unfortunately, we need to start things this hour off on kind of a, a, a sad and... Um, Disappointing note, if you will. Greeny, an alum of Northwestern, one that is going through it right now in terms of their football program. After yesterday, we learned that they did indeed fire coach Pat Fitzgerald uh, amid all of the hazing allegations that have been going on yesterday, over the weekend, Friday. So just to take everyone back a little bit as to what has been going on uh, on Friday, they told Pat, Coach Pat Fitzgerald, who, by the way, has been the head coach of Northwestern football for almost two decades and also played football there at Northwestern, has been a figurehead for the football program for years and years and years, and not only for Northwestern, but really among among the Chicagoland area as well. Um, they told him he would be suspended for two weeks without pay. Well, then articles were published by the Daily Northwestern, a student uh, student journalists came out and, and gave findings that they had in their reports of what had been going on with the football program and alleged hazing. That was really serious and quite troubling. And so as more and more details come out, obviously the university changed course and no longer was this a two-week suspension without pay. It immediately became that Coach Fitzgerald was fired and relieved of his duties effective immediately. And so now this this causes... Quite a bit of what now, what happens here. I first want to read this statement by Northwestern President Michael Schill. Okay, he says this. The decision comes after a difficult and complex evaluation of my original discipline decision that was imposed last week on Coach Fitzgerald for his failure to know and prevent significant hazing in the football program. I want to point out again all of the details that have come from this hazing incidents plural, have come from student journalists and the Daily Northwestern there at, at, you know, not the New York Post, not the Chicago Tribune, but there in Evanston at the Daily Northwestern. That is very important. And so now, yes, he has been fired. What does this mean going forward? Well, it means that the new defensive coordinator there is going to take over as the interim head coach or or the acting head coach, if you will. Here's Adam Rittenberg, our ESPN college football reporter. He was on our morning show here on ESPN Radio, and he talked about the president and athletic director getting together to make this decision and not really informing Coach Fitzgerald of it prior to. Here he is. Corresponding with some players in the team meeting last night, Michael Schill was not there. Uh, Now, the athletic director also wasn't there. He's been traveling. He he zoomed in briefly to speak to the players, and they're very upset at the lack of presence from the leaders on campus. One player telling me, that it's just outright cowardly that, that neither of them were there, but especially Shill, because it's his decision. So, uh, Michelle, um, 
look, this is, I think, you, me, everyone can agree this is what had to happen at Northwestern. You had to let go of Coach Fitzgerald. I don't care how much or how little he knew. He knew there was hazing going on. He's the head coach. And if he didn't, he should. However, the lack of communication between the head coach, the students, the players, the president, the AD, eh, it's not a good look that no one is communicating with one another. No one has gone to a microphone. There seems to be a lot of, we briefly spoke here and there. No one's on the same page, and that's not good. Shay, it screams to me panic mode, all of it, because the initial punishment that was levied against Pat Fitzgerald was a two-week suspension. Then after all of this comes out in the Daily Northwestern, Michael Schill comes out and completely changes course, fires Pat Fitzgerald, and in in the open letter, he says, the hazing was well known by many in the program, though the investigator failed to find any credible evidence that Coach Fitzgerald himself knew about it. This was a six-month independent investigation. You arrived, after all of that time and all of this evidence that was given to you, to the conclusion that he should not be fired. Then, because the student newspaper publishes all of the details of what you likely know and what you've had confirmed already, you change your course and you fire him. And then on top of that, you're not in the meeting. You don't address the players directly. To me, that doesn't seem like a lot was put into this, that the the amount of care that needed to be put into this to speak to those student athletes directly was enacted. And Shay, to me, this just feels like the pressure came from the outside. He is someone that is owed a lot of money and has had a lot of success and means a lot to this university. And they didn't want to have to let him go. But because all the details were leaked and because the pressure was mounting, they had to reverse course. Yeah. And talk about the amount of money he's owed. Um, it, it it sounds like he's going to be owed about $42 million. That's how much is remaining on his contract. So he has gone on, Coach Fitzgerald, to hire a big-time legal team, and he's going to take legal action, and he feels like he was wronged by the university because of the original course of action, and then it changed quickly, changed directions. Um, again, because I'm sure he's owed so much money and because things move so rapidly. Again, the two-week suspension coming down just last Friday, and now we're only at Tuesday, and a lot has happened over the last few days. $42 million remaining on his contract. It's a lot of money. Now, last year, Northwestern football did only win one football game. Okay, mm-hmm. They were not good. Um, but here's Pat Fitzgerald's Northwestern career. 26 seasons at Northwestern as a player and then a coach. He has been around that university for decades. Um, he was part of four of Northwestern's five 10-win seasons in program history, was set to be the fifth longest-tenured active coach in college football this year, um, and again, it, it has been the face of Northwestern football, either as a player or as a coach, for a really long time. Michelle and I both went to Big Ten schools and obviously know this program very well. And this is a coach that constantly preaches accountability. And unfortunately for him, we're at a place where he's going to have to take some accountability, whether he knew about what was going on or not. If you read the details and the findings by these students, by these student journalists, they're disturbing, mm-hmm. they're troubling. Um, whether you know a little bit or a lot, you can't have this going on in a football program. You can't have it going on in any program at any university ever. And and it's just it, these are you know these coaches go into these players 
homes and talk to their their families and they say we're going to take care of your sons we're going to make sure they're safe and make sure they're cared for and make sure they have a good life and then you read these kinds of things that are going on at practice or going on you know in the locker room and uh, sure parents are not feeling like that is the case and so this was absolutely the way it needed to be handled by Northwestern unfortunately it feels like there was a lot of bumps in the road before we actually got to the place where it needed to happen now when we heard that sound from Rittenberg what he was referring to off the top where was the fact that Coach Fitzgerald did meet with his team briefly last night. Uh, Obviously, we don't know the details of what they discussed. I'm sure something along the lines of, I'm sorry that we're at this place, but here we are. Um, Supposedly, his wife and his kids were were with him, and I believe his son is also a current member of the football program right now. I don't know how that that impacts it. Also, um, in terms of transfer rules, because now this transfer portal is a thing in college football. Northwestern players will have a 30-day window to enter their name into the transfer portal if they want to leave because Pat Fitzgerald was fired. They don't need to transfer within a month, but they have 30 days to just enter their name in the portal and kind of test the waters. So this does give players at Northwestern an opportunity to explore other avenues, which I think is important to remember, Michelle. Yes, and they will have that chance. But, Shay, it's July 11th. You know, you're just getting ready to ramp up all of this stuff with college football. And now, as one of those student athletes, everything about your future is up in the air. You have a new coach. There's all of this turmoil at the university. And you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your future in a short amount of time. I just have a lot of empathy for these kids that had – what they thought was a a good situation. They chose to attend this school. They chose to be part of this program. And now here in July, as they're getting ready to go back to school, get ready for the upcoming season, they have to put all of that into question. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, You know, I think it's easy for us, Michelle, to take a step back as two people who cover sports very closely and think, okay, Northwestern, yes, a big 10 school, but it's not a prestigious football school, right? Like, we, it's not an SEC football school. It's not an Ohio State. You understand what I'm saying? Of course. Would this have been handled differently if it was at another school? And and today I thought to me, no. I feel like this is exactly how it would have been handled. At first there would have been a gut reaction. Okay, you know, maybe we need to fire him, suspend him in the middle of when things are not, you know, things are not important with football in the month of July. Let's call it what it is. And then as more findings come out, we have no choice. This This feels like kind of how it would have felt any other place. Um, however, I will say, considering the fact this happened at Northwestern with Northwestern journalists, that Medill School there is one of the best journalists. I mean, these are kids that ha- have journalistic integrity through the roof. I think that made a big difference. That makes a big difference because what they're saying is credible. You f- mm-hmm. You're not just taking this with a grain of salt because they're student journalists. This, is, this feels like credible information. It really does. And to your question about would this happen at another school, Shay, we've done this for a long time and and maybe it's my longevity in this in this business that has allowed me to be a bit jaded. But I, I look at it through through two lenses, right? First of all, Pat Fitzgerald is he is Northwestern football and he has been a foundational piece of that university for a long time. They don't want to get rid of him. And this was probably a very tough decision for them to arrive to, and they succumbed to the external pressure. But if it could happen to a a Pat Fitzgerald, I think it could probably happen to anybody. But then on the other side of the coin, I think if this was a, a head coach of a team that didn't have just one win last year and had maybe won a national championship or been in the playoff or had a 
uh, an important recruit that was tied directly to them, how would this have played out? I would like to think that the result would have been the same, but I can't for certain say that it would have been. And in a in an entity that has so much money at stake and where winning is the most important thing above all, I just hope that this helps to turn the tide because we do need to make sure that these athletes are are being taken care of. And gosh, it's 2023. Why are we still hazing people? I mean, haven't we haven't we had these discussions over and over and over again that just because it happened to you does not mean that it's appropriate to to have it happen again? Like, can't we break the cycle already? I'm I'm sick of hearing about all of this. Yeah, it, it seems so obvious. Like this is so inappropriate. Why is it continuing to happen from both young adults perspective and certainly from head coaches and assistant coaches perspective enough's enough greenie is presented by progressive insurance insurance for motorcycles boats and rvs for protection on the road and on the water see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com coming up here on greenie two nba stars that we keep thinking are going to find new homes but could maybe one of them be staying put or maybe both of them we'll discuss it next it's greenie on espn radio and the espn app Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Michelle Smallman here with you. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So we are going to move on to the NBA, but really quick, Adam Rittenberg, who we've been referencing a lot here, covers the Big Ten and has been covering this this story at Northwestern for us here at ESPN, um, did just put out this tweet. Six Northwestern faculty members are asking the university leaders for the hazing investigation report to be revealed publicly. Remember, there 
there was an investigation, as Michelle was talking about earlier, that has not been released by the university, but by instead the details were released by the Northwestern Student Newspaper. So now faculty members, six of them, are asking for the findings of that investigation report to be revealed publicly. That's according to a letter obtained by ESPN. They also want the $800 million Ryan Field rebuild project to be put on hold until this crisis is uh, resolved. Basically, here are the, here's the letter details. The findings should be made public to the fullest extent permitted by law, contingent on the consent of the victims. It is essential to learn what is known by NU coaches, staff, and administrators, and when and what steps were taken or not taken to address this hazing. And so, Michelle, now you've got faculty members coming forward. Like, enough. I don't want to hear any more from our school newspaper. If we have people on the inside here at the university that know all these details, why can't the rest of us? I think it's a fair thing to ask. If I was involved in this in any way, shape, or form, Shay, I would want all of the details. The school did an investigation. It was conducted by an outside law firm, and they said they didn't find any sufficient evidence that the, the coaching staff knew about this ongoing hazing, although there were, quote, significant opportunities for them to find out about it. And after they got the findings, they determined that Pat Fitzgerald should just be suspended, that he should not lose his job. Then the Daily Northwestern pu- publishes a story and details the allegations from the former players there was a a lot of troubling details about the hazing and and the nature of the hazing and then they reversed the course if I am someone that's involved in the university if I'm donating money to the university I want the details and I want to know who knew what because if you got this independent investigation and any of the details that I've read about in the Daily Northwestern were in that that report and you chose to just suspend him and not fire him, and then only because of external pressure and because of this being revealed publicly, you changed course courses, then Shay, I have questions for you. I have questions for Michael Schill. I have questions for the people that knew about this and knew about the very troubling details and the manner of the of this these haze this hazing, and you chose not to fire him, then you should have some consequences that have to be levied against you as well. You have to. I, I think it's so easy for us to like put, you know, football players in a box. But like these are faculty members that are probably these students' teachers that know these kids very well, and they're like, look, if you've got information that puts students that we know and we love at risk, like we need to have that information to make sure that they are better served going forward. Um, nonetheless, a- as details come out, because again, this was just recently posted by Adam Rittenberg, that now we've got faculty members at Northwestern demanding details of the investigation that they started six months ago be made public. Um, I'm sure more is going to unfold. Again, Pat Fitzgerald, the Northwestern football coach, fired yesterday. He is asking to take legal action and will take legal action uh, you know, against the university because he feels like there's been wrongdoing. This is going to be an ongoing situation. Of course, we'll keep you posted on everything that we do know here at ESPN Radio. But again, you're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80, of course, on your smart speakers. Shay Cornett, Michelle Smallman here with you as we turn our attention now to the NBA. Um, okay. Damian Lillard. Wow. Let's unpack this back. Damian Lillard wants to be a Blazer forever, wants to win a championship there, but says, you know what? You guys have got the third pick in the draft. If you don't do something with that and go get me a veteran player and not a teenager, uh, I want to trade because I can't keep doing this where I keep falling short or getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs. I can't keep doing it. Well, they go ahead and they draft, uh, you know, Scoot Henderson, which was a fantastic draft pick. But now it sounds like Damian Lillard's like, I want out. I can't do it anymore. 
Okay, so that's Damian Lillard. Then we hear now from the brass of, of the Blazers that this could take months a month or months that they're going to take their time on finding an exact landing spot if they do decide, and he decides as well, to move Damian Lillard. Well, then we also had the James Harden rumors. Michelle, what's going to happen with James Harden? He supposedly wanted out of Philly. Was he going to go back to the Houston Rockets, which made absolutely no sense because they have such a young roster, but was that going to be a landing spot for him? Now it sounds like the tune has changed in terms of where James Harden might be going. Is he going to stay put in Philly? So I ask you the question, Michelle, who is more likely to stay with their team, James Harden in Philadelphia or Damian Lillard in Portland? Shay, when I look at both of these scenarios and the way that they're playing out, Damian Lillard in Portland feels like a divorce. And they're going to court and they're trying to figure it out. They're just waiting for the deed to come through. Whereas James Harden in Philly, it almost feels like a dramatic blow up and a spat. And maybe they can find their way back together. You have Joel Embiid publicly saying, "I hope that's my guy. I hope he comes back. He, If I'm looking at, at James Harden's situation, I think Philly's the best place for him to be. I know he is unhappy with the way that the front office handled all of this, but he was at the white party, at Michael Rubin's white party with his teammates. He's hanging out, so it doesn't seem like he has any issues with any teammates. So I think that if I had to choose one, I'm going James Harden back to Philly rather than Damian Lillard going to Portland. I mean, Damian Lillard is saying, I want to go to Miami. It's the only place I want to be. He's making his wishes very well known publicly. His agent is reportedly calling around saying, don't even try to make a deal with Portland because if it's not Miami, he's not going to play. So I I don't think that there is a reunion special coming there. I don't think we need to get Andy Cohen on the line. Yeah, look, unless they somehow find a way, which they very well could, Portland, to find a player that suits Damian Lillard's needs and wants, that he feels like can elevate them in terms of postseason and give them a true push, fine. Doesn't sound like that. We have not heard Damian Lillard publicly ask for a trade until recently. He's all but out. I agree with you. James Harden, on the other hand, very much sounds like he's staying in Philly. And Joel Embiid sounds like he wants him there. You alluded to the sound. Let's hear from the center of the Sixers, Joel Embiid, on the situation with James Harden. Disappointed. But then again, I also understand, you know, it's business. Uh, You know, people make decisions. And and I'm more appreciative of the way he's handled the whole situation. We're going to be boys forever. Want him to come back, obviously, uh, so we can go out and accomplish what we want, uh, which is to win a championship. So hopefully that his mindset can be changed. But other than that, you know, I'm just so happy to be. It's fine. Uh, You know, we, we close and... We've grown since he got here, and, uh, you know, that's what I'm excited about. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to keep that friendship for the rest of our lives. Okay. Also, uh, for what it's worth, Patrick Beverly, who just joined the Sixers, also says he wants Harden to stay. Um, uh, to me, there's nowhere else for Harden to go. That we're, uh, Why... Why go somewhere else? He's already ring chasing. Your best, your best situation right now to actually win a ring is with Philadelphia. So stay there and figure it out. I think we all remember the game where Joel Embiid couldn't play and Harden went off. And then Harden comes back and then they both struggle. It, these two have got to find a way to yin and yang mm-hmm. to bring out their best selves when they're together on the floor in the postseason. That needs to be priority number one for that situation. Um, obviously, they have a new coaching staff there now there in Philly, and I'm not saying that all obviously you know fell on who was there previously, but that needs to be priority number one. And so, to me, it feels like Harden is going to stay in Philadelphia, and they're going to try and make this thing work, and they're going to try to figure out to be a force in the East. 
I don't know how they're going to get past Miami. I don't know how they're going to get past the Celtics with what they've brought in now in this offseason. Chris Epps, Porzingis, uh, another year for Joe Missoula under his belt. It's going to be tough. But that's the best situation for Harden to win, to win a ring. It is. And with Joel Embiid coming out publicly saying, I hope he can change his mind. And Shay at the end there when he's like, I'm just so happy to be his friend. And we're going to be friends forever. I mean, that pulls at the heartstrings if you're James Harden. He's saying that stuff publicly. I'm sure he's saying that privately. And maybe Joel Embiid can be the mediator here and and get the front office and James Harden on the same page. Well, and then you have Nick Nurse coming in, obviously, as I mentioned, a new coaching staff. And it's like, you brought in Nick Nurse to try and make this thing work, to try and make it sing, to try and get you a championship. With Nurse already run, obviously, with Toronto. He knows how to do it. So did Doc. But it's it's a new voice and maybe someone that could bring this whole thing together. Time will tell. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch and look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy. Coming up, baseball has a bright uh, has as bright a future as ever. We'll tell you why next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. If Greeny could see what his show has turned into now, <laughs> and, and our guest is on the line, like, what did I just sign up for? Let me tell you what I'm doing tonight. I'm heading to Madison Square Garden to go to the Shania Tween concert. I can't wait for a little girls' night out. I'm really excited. We'll dive more into that in a little bit, but I get to hear this live in just a few hours. Ugh, jealous. Uh, Shay Cornette, Michelle Smallman here with you. Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's time for the Progressive MLB Snapshot, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Just visit Progressive.com. And for that, we welcome in John Book Shambi, ESPN Radio. You can hear him here, Cubs play-by-play announcer, which we'll get more into in a minute because... You have two ladies here who love the NL Central. Uh, Boog, let's dive in, though, to what you did last night. Not what I'm doing tonight, not what you're doing tonight, but what you did last night, which was be at the All-Star Game. You were, I'm, I'm sorry, be at the Home Run Derby, if you will, 
and you were there, obviously, amongst the players. Just talk us through what, what it was like. I mean, there, it, there was so much excitement, as there always is, around the Home Run Derby. Stars all over the place. Home runs being hit all over the place. And I know you were on the field for it. What was it like? Yeah, it was cool. <clears throat> By the way, editorial comment. I'd go to the Shania Twain concert. I'm just telling you. Like, <laughs> that, that, there's nothing. Like, I mean, Shania Twain's thumbs up. Thank you. Um, I dropped that on them at the end. I dropped this on them like in this last break. Like, guess what I'm doing tonight, guys? Um, So now it's become a hot button topic. I like to hear, though, that you're on board. Okay, go ahead, Boop. Yes. Um, It was was really cool. I think that it's probably as great a night or, you know, event as you can have where the players are all relaxed, the stars are enjoying it, taking it in. They're able to really connect on the fans. You know, I think that they're they're normally so engaged in the competition. And so last night when Rodriguez gets the ovation, the chanting, and I could see the looks on the faces of the players that are sitting on the side. I mean, guys like Nolan Arenado are just taking it all in and saying, this is amazing. So there's just like this positive energy vibe. And then there's also an appreciation for the talents of the guys that are delivering these performances. So it's, it's kind of... <clears throat> peak baseball i would say in terms of the positive energy it's 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 a really it's a nice thing and i'm just down there like wandering around with you know access to go wherever and it's so for me it's fun Boog, the event has been so great the past couple years. It continues to get better. And part of the reason that it's so exciting is so many young stars in baseball. You mentioned Julio Rodriguez. I mean, he wasn't there, but Ellie De La Cruz. It just seems like the star power in baseball is bigger now than it's been in some time. Yeah, look, there's a lot of talent. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Um, You know, what these guys are able to do right now, you're watching the, you know, the best players ever. Um and there are guys with some personalities, which is fun. Acuna's got a big personality. You know, Otani in his own way has got a, a sneaky, funny personality. The one other point that I would make um, that I think is, is interesting is, Michelle, I think you really could make the case that the same thing that has saved this event is the same thing that's improved the sport in 2023, and that's the clock. You forget that the Home Run Derby 10 years ago was take – take one out pop up the clock moves the thing along it has more of a pace to it the same way the game this year has a much different pace so when they went to a timed home run derby in my opinion that's the thing that vaulted this event into a much more entertaining product the same way what we're watching in my opinion this year on the field baseball wise is so much better than what we watched the last six seven years yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. We're going to stay in that same vein, but I want to remind people, Boog here, who's talking to us on Greeny, will be on the call of the 2023 MLB All-Star Game tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio, along with Doug, Doug Glanville, Tim Kirchin, and Buster Only. So make sure you don't watch that. I'll have to watch on my phone. Okay, um, speaking of a fast pace, okay, Boog, like, does the game's faster pace that you alluded to, do you think that's why it's maybe lending itself to these younger teams having success? I'm thinking about the D-backs, the Reds, the Rays. Do you think that's why they're having such success? Because the game is moving faster. So here's where my brain is on that one. I think we're always looking for reasons. Um, And I understand the logic ladder and the thought process in that. And people have tried to push that idea. Um, I would not say that's the case personally. I would still say, look, I'd want my team to be as athletic as possible for sure. 
and those teams are athletic. But I would still say in today's world, you score the same way. You do. It's too hard to hit. So it's not like you're stringing together three singles all the time. It's still about getting on base and then slugging and hitting the ball over the fence, and it's about having pitchers that strike people out. So So, like, I guess what I would say in response to it is, I think it's a perfectly good theory. I think we'd have to work hard to actually really prove it with some some serious evidence. And this is a good example. Um, Michelle's probably a little more familiar with my work, but this is where I suck the fun out of sports. <laughs> Not at all, Boog. I appreciate your, your candor there. Well, I want to get your take on this. So just as we all expected, the Reds leading the NL Central, the Diamondbacks tied with the Dodgers atop oh, the yeah. NL West. There's, there's, there's so many surprise teams in baseball. We're seeing parity in a different way. But which one of these teams, whether it's the Rangers, the D-backs, the Reds, the Guardians, the Orioles, which one of those teams do you think is legit? Which one is a legit World Series contender? Give me the list again. Orioles. Orioles, Guardians, let's throw the Reds in there, the Diamondbacks, and the Rangers. I think the Diamondbacks and the Orioles are, um, gosh, the Guardians. I just think it's hard when you don't score. Um, I have some suspicion on the Rangers, but like I will tell you that in terms of what they've delivered, uh, I'm, they're a yes for me to, to, to have an opportunity. I think the one thing that's tough – I think the Diamondbacks are for real, 100%. I think the thing that's hard um, is that Atlanta's really good, but overall the National League is not um, is not particularly good. You know, I do the Cubs, and they're in the Central, and the Central has been – not that anybody thought it was going to be world beaters, but it's been disappointing. As far as the Reds, I, look, I think that they're, they still have a, a real challenging part of their schedule coming up, and the same thing – like the opposite end of the Guardians, man, I have a hard time imagining a team that's 14th out of 15 teams in the National League in ERA is making the playoffs or at least going to really step on people's necks. So that's my, my take on it right now. But I'm a believer in the Diamondbacks and the Orioles for sure. Talking to John Boog Shambi here on ESPN Radio on, on Greeny. Shea Cornette, Michelle Smallman here with you. ESPN Radio Cubs play-by-play announcer doing it all for us and also will be on the call for tonight's All-Star Game, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Don't want to miss it. All right, we need to get uh, to a question, really hard-hitting question for you because this Let's has been go. quite the debate. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard this sound, but in case you haven't, Boog, we're going to play it for you and then we're going to ask you what you make of this sound. Let's hear from Nick Castellanos last night. Uh, I don't know if this was before or during or after the home run derby, but obviously was on hand because of the all-star festivities. Here's Nick Castellanos on what he defines as a superhero. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. You said Scooby-Doo. Sure. I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. Fair enough. Okay. And and he saves, he solves mysteries. So I think that a dog that can talk and helps people by saving, by solving mysteries, I think is a superhero. Checks off all the superhero boxes, has special skills, and he helps people. Correct. Uh, okay. For one, <laughs> Scooby-Doo doesn't talk, but that's okay. Do you think Scooby-Doo is a superhero, Boog? First of all, I would say uh, I, I do feel like Scooby-Doo kind of talks. Like, I feel like rut is... I mean, that's, that is beyond your standard dog language. Um, I kind of feel like in the soundbite, he convinced me. I was, I was negative going into it, and now 
I sort of feel like Scooby-Doo is a superhero. Um, I will tell you that if I were to think of superheroes, Scooby-Doo is not what comes to mind. But I do. I love Scooby-Doo. Michelle, you want to help with this one? But Boog, is, is rut row really a word? It's, it's more two sounds mashed together. And I don't know. I get you- it, but it's clear that he's understanding what's happening, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Fine. But he's not a superhero. I, he just solves crimes. Or what does he solve? Mysteries. That's not Mysteries, yeah. Saving lives. Um, all right. Let's, we do have one more question before we go. A few more questions about the actual hard-hitting baseball You guys seem things. really upset about this. You guys we want are. to talk this out a little bit further because we'll, you sound upset about we'll this. Call, we'll call later and we'll, we'll talk it through. I more need to have a word with Castellanos. I think he's watching the wrong kind of superhero movies. Um, really, the big <laughs> question, though, in terms of baseball is what everyone wants to know about Shohei Otani. Uh, the Angels are perplexing. How they remain a bad team. Team, yet have two of the best players in the entire league confuses me is the best yeah. thing to do with Shohei trade him I would play it out if I were them I would I, I would I would play it out and, and try you have to try it's amazing that he's been there since 18 and I know he's had Tommy John and Trout's been hurt but even still as you put I would I would say I would say this if you were to draft tomorrow and everybody's healthy the, you make the really good case that the Angels have the two best players in the world for this upcoming season, and yet they still—I mean, this year they're bidding to be to just get to five, be over five hundred. They haven't even been over five hundred since those two guys have been together. I would keep it and try it. Like that's my that's my take on it. And in terms of where he ends up, the only thing that I would say that people need to contemplate is if he's looking to max out his money. The amount of teams that are capable of paying it is really small. Really small. Like, however many teams people think it is, it's less. I promise you. If you think the contract's starting with a six, it is really small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, Boog. Well, we can't let you out of here without asking you about the NL Central. You you are the voice of the Cubs. Rut row. Rut row, indeed. (laughs) Boog, what is going on with the NL Central? Most people thought the Cardinals would be the division leaders. They're 11 and a half games back. They're sitting in the basement of the division. The Reds are, are at the top of the mountain. What's going on with the NL Central? How do you see this shaking out as the second half unfolds? It's not very good, is is what I would say. I really thought that the Cardinals would figure it out and slowly make it climb to the top, but the pitching isn't good enough. I think the other part that's been confounding is their defense hasn't been particularly good. I think that there are scenarios where the Cubs could end up winning the division, but that wouldn't be my pick. I think ultimately the Brewers will win the division, um, mm-hmm. and I think you know the Pirates are still a little bit away. I think the Reds are fun, but I would not pick the Reds. So I, I think what will end up happening is the Brewers will end up winning the Central. Yeah, but, but, but the fact that we're even talking about the Reds leading the division right now is pretty remarkable. It's awesome. Brewers, Brewers only one game back, by the way, uh, as we get ready for yeah. this All-Star, as we're heading into and are in the All-Star break. All right, Boog, we appreciate the time. We, we know you have a long night ahead of you. Enjoy tonight. Enjoy the All-Star game, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. ruh <laughs> You guys are superheroes. <laughs> See you later. See, now I don't know if he's Bye. serious or he's joking. Uh, again, John Bugshambi will be on the call for the 2023 MLB All-Star Game, 8 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio. You don't want to miss it. Doug Glanville, Tim Kirchant, Buster Only, and again, Boog, all here on ESPN Radio starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, looking forward to it. Love the All-Star Game. I love the Home Run, home run Derby, though, even more. Uh, Michelle, do you think baseball does All-Star Weekend the best, or I shouldn't even say weekend because it's Tuesday, all-star festivities <laughs> best. 
I do, Shay. I think all-star games have been diminished as the years have gone on, but baseball's had this really interesting resurgence with the home run derby. Boog hit the nail on the head. The clock makes it so exciting. It brought back that sense of urgency. I love that all of the players and their families are chilling on the sidelines and the way that they get to interact with one another. You get to see the big stars in the game, like Boog mentioned, like Nolan Arenado taking it all in and being in awe of his peers. It just seems like the coolest place in the world to be and that's why I love the home run derby I think baseball does it the best I do too NBA is close second just because I think that you know they have the slam dunk contest feels like similar to the home run derby and then the skills competition is fun the actual game I think the Elam endings actually made it more interesting so I think NBA is a close second and hockey's right there Mm -hmm. having it in Vegas I thought was was great because it piqued my interest and again they have skills competition I think they're on their way by far the worst is the NFL by far (laughs) Like I, no one cares. No one watches. I don't know what they need to do. I don't have a fix. It at least peaked interest when it was like in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't know. It's terrible. No, thanks. Um, but again, we'll be excited for tonight's all festivities and you can hear it right here on ESPN radio, the 2023 major league baseball all-star game, 8 PM Eastern coming your way. Michelle, as always, it has been fun hanging out with you. Uh, I will send you videos from the Shania Twain concert tonight. Have a blast, girlfriend. I'm jealous. Thanks, girlfriend. (laughs) Um, All right. We'll catch you all later. This has been Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Enjoy your Tuesday, everybody. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.